0: Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture Double Date. Um, We are back so soon from our last podcast, and uh, we watched Godzilla vs. Kong um, because that was on and we decided to watch it. These guys agreed to watch it, um, I think, much to Mags' chagrin. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I was totally for it. So yeah, today, tonight we're going to talk about Godzilla versus Kong. Um, yeah, I'm joined tonight by Gerald Anager and Maggie. Say hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. And uh, we've pro- we've also got Kiki. Uh, Geraldine Ange's daughter in the background as well, so she'll probably say hello at some point as well. I won't ask her specifically to say hello now, but I'm sure she'll we type won't, We won't prick her
1: little feet to try well, to get annoyed. She'll, she'll, she'll say hello and then some. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the film that we're about to talk about has a lot of screaming in it, so I, I think uh, <laughs> it'll all, it'll all pad out. <laughs> so, okay, look, why don't we um, start uh, talking about this film, Godzilla vs Kong, um, look, I, I found this film to be a really, uh, actually, I, I found this film to be a really deep and meaningful dialogue with the audience um, about man's role in a world where might makes right. And what was even more surprising for me was its discussion of what it what the term home means, Um, And in fact, I I would argue that um, the treatment of the term home in this film is probably as profound, if not more so, than the treatment of the theme of family from the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, I'm going to put it out there. I think that's a very controversial thing to say first up, because I know that Gerald probably disagrees with that, especially my contention about the Fast and the Furious franchise. yeah, what did you guys think?
2: <laughs> oh, no, oh, Oh, my God. That is what to say, let alone... Like, if you had said, I'm really offended by the treatment of home in this movie, that would have made more sense to me than that it was profound. I, I can't wait to hear what you say.
0: Are you taking the piss? Oh, my...
2: <laughs> Look, Let's if... hear what you say.
0: Yeah, I... I... Gerald? (laughs) Yes, I'm taking the fist. This was a film about two monsters that hit each other in the face, and I'm still (laughs) unclear what the plot of this film actually was. I've seen it twice, okay? Like, this is the pain that I put myself... Well, look, not pain. Look, to be honest, I actually quite enjoyed this film, but I watched this film twice to try to understand the plot. I still don't get it. Like, I still don't get what the hell is happening in this film. <laughs> okay, okay. So, we were
2: okay with the plot, I think. Well,
0: okay.
2: What did you not get about the plot? Dude?
0: Well, like, the inconsistencies. <laughs> like, I didn't understand why people were doing things. But, and it was fine. Look, can I just say, like, as a preface, I didn't mind that I did not fully understand, like, I didn't mind that I didn't fully understand all of the motivations of characters and everything like that. I didn't really mind that because at the end of the day, this was like an amusement park ride and it was an awesome amusement park ride as far as I was concerned. But I would love someone around this table to talk me through the plot of this film because, um, like, the monkey travels okay, okay. from... I'll
2: talk I'll as all through the <laughs> plot of the film. So what happens is that Godzilla rises from the ocean to attack this corporate enterprise Um, and then the world freaks out thinking oh my god godzilla has turned on us so now there's two factions there are the kids the adolescents who from the previous godzilla movie are like no godzilla is a good guy he saved our lives if godzilla is angry with this corporation we need to investigate and find out what's going on and they are joined by the um, a conspiracy theory podcaster who, you know, also believes that this company is doing bad things. So okay, they go I, off to discover what's going on there. Can I just.
0: Uh, just, just, So just. This is a spoiler podcast. Andrew is yes. going to go through this plot in detail. So just as an FYI reward, it's a spoiler yes. podcast. Yes. Spoiler okay, t- continue.
2: And then the other faction is um, they've been housing Godzilla in this man-made Kong Kong. Kong Island-type thing, right? And so that faction is like, hang on, Godzilla's too big for this place, and they're worrying about what to do with Godzilla, and then... Sorry, sorry, King Kong. Kong is too big (laughs) for this place. They're worrying about what to do with Kong, and then some of their people come to them, and they're like, hang on, Kong can help us get access to hang on let's see if we can do something about our daughter she's annoying i'll see if i can send her off with gerald okay kong, kong can help us get access to the core of the planet so there is that a habitable core of the planet and the habitable habitable core of the planet is where the titans came from and so kong being a titan can help us get access to it and we need to get access to the core because in the core is some sort of power source that will enable us to defeat godzilla and we need to defeat godzilla because godzilla has gone rogue and he's turning against us all so we need to dope king kong and then trick him into helping us gain access to the core so that we can steal this power source and then kill godzilla so then. Off they go. Meanwhile, they get attacked by Godzilla. Kong and Godzilla have a face-on-fight. You know, Godzilla somehow gets tricked by the humans turning the lights off. Yes.
0: Playing dead.
2: (laughs) And then Kong gets to this place, and the little girl is exploited no end and is told to lie to Kong, whom she has a bond with, the only person in the world that Kong trusts, because she comes from the same island as Kong initially and can communicate with Kong she is talk she is convinced by her you know current her mother to lie to Kong and tell Kong that there are more of his kind And Kong, who is meant to be moved by this, because, God, it's not possible for us to find family and find home (laughs) in a new place. We could possibly only find that in our original place where we all bloody came from. Get thee back to where you came from, because that's the only place you could possibly call home. So Kong is so enthralled by the prospect of, oh, my God, there's more like me in this tunnel, in this cave, that he leaps. He leaps off. He runs off, and the humans follow him, and he time-warps into the center of... What is not to understand about this? He time-warps into the hollow earth. It's not the center of the (laughs) earth, aria
0: it's the hollow (laughs) earth.
2: The hollow earth. He gets to Hollow Earth, and there's a lot of sunlight in Hollow Earth, and you have to ask yep. yourself, where is the sunlight coming from? But anyway, it's a beautiful place. It's got lots of trees, lots of earth, lots of vegetation grows somehow. Um, we don't get to spend much time there, though, even though it is fascinating because, you know, Kong then discovers a throne that his ancestors have built for him. Yes. And an axe, <laughs> you know, an Avengers-style Thor axe, um, which, you know, can be charged up. By this great power that they're all searching for, they go back, and then he fights Godzilla. And at the same time, the kids who are trying to help Godzilla find Robozilla in the um, Mecha
0: Godzilla. Let's let's use Mecha Godzilla. Let's use his exactly. proper name.
2: <laughs> exactly, Mechazilla is being powered by the mental mind source of the original baddie. In the first Godzilla movie okay the the original birdie is now dead and all there is is a skull it's just bone however there is some sort of mental force coming from that bone which is powering uh, Mechazilla and enabling Mechazilla to um, you know achieve a mind and will of his own so Mechazilla ultimately just overthrows the um, Enterprise baddies and kills them. And so now it's a battle between Mechazilla and Godzilla. And Kong, who has been spared by Godzilla in the second fight, decides, you know, again listens to the little girl and who tells him that Godzilla <laughs> is not the enemy. Yes, and helps Godzilla. <laughs> and so Godzilla and Kong empowering each other, Titans empowering each other, not bringing each other down, <laughs> uh, help each other. To um, overthrow Mechazilla. So that's the plotline. What was what was confusing about the plotline?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so wow. I mean, as as a pickup, I don't think that skull was actually the skull of the original bad guy from the first Godzilla film. It was the oh, skull okay. of one of the you know the three headed. <laughs> dragon oh, thing, soon. he fights in King Oh, of second the monsters. movie? Okay, yeah, exactly. it's the skull of King Ghidorah, and King Ghidorah is like an alien, so he has psychic powers. Ah, uh, like... that makes more sense. <laughs> exactly! 100%, that makes way more sense. Exactly, right? Like, why was there a palace that Kong's ancestors built for him in Hollow Earth? It doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter, I guess. Yes. doesn't matter. <laughs> what happened to all these people that lived on Skull Island? They just yes. died, basically, a Storm came well, and killed everyone. It, they've
2: left it unknown, right? We don't know for sure there's no more like him, because they spent so little time on Hollow Earth, but...
0: No, I, I'm yeah. saying that, right, at the beginning of the film, you know, right at the beginning of the film, they established that Kong is living in this biodome thing on Skull oh, Island, yes. yeah. and then they'd have this throwaway ride, like, oh, well, yeah, the storm hit Skull Island and just killed everyone. Just like, what? <laughs> w- what? <laughs> Why? What? <laughs> anyway, so let's let's just put those things aside for a little bit. Thank you for that detailed and reasonable explanation <laughs> of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> there are no holes in that plot that I could have seen. I, I, that I can see, actually. So, um, on that note, did we like this film or did we not like this film? <laughs> Mags, Jerry.
3: (laughs) Well, I was just thinking. I mean, it is very clearly an absurd, ludicrous, nonsensical movie. Um, And there is, even with that amazing description of the plot, I still don't quite get it. But if you approach the movie like you're watching a WWE WrestleMania competition, then it is so, so, so entertaining. So I'm kind of, I'm, Porn, I think because when I if you just put aside the plot and the absurdity there are just really hilarious moments like um, the reveal of Godzilla in this like underground thunderdome I thought that was hilarious um, Kong getting released from the tanker in international waters to fight Godzilla and he stands on the tanker and the tanker doesn't sink Right, he stands on it and he's thumping his chest, you know, asking Godzilla to come and get him. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Kong ramming himself into a skyscraper to pop his shoulder back in so he can get back into the fight. I thought that was hilarious. There's some amazing moments in this movie. So if you think about it as like WrestleMania, yeah. I
2: loved it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jerry do you agree with Max's assessment? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I thought it was fun. Like, it was okay. The the, the middle half, the middle, that second act, a little boring. But um, in all in all, I expected it to just be silly fun. Oh, dear. And it was. um, What can I say? Look, I thought the special effects were excellent. Like, whenever you've got a gorilla as your monster, there's so much you can do with that because they're so human-like that you can make them... Like really interesting, you know, with the 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 sort of the flaring nostrils and the thumping chest and the, you know, they're just so human like that. It's 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 more interesting than say Godzilla that just looks like a lizard with its little flailing arms and weird like light coming out of its mouth. So yeah, I thought it was fun. <laughs> I, lo- I love ape. I love ape and 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 um, gorilla movies though, so I was always gonna like it.
1: Mm, okay. but, Gerald. Okay. Look, um, this was an exceedingly stupid movie, um, <laughs> which isn't to say that I didn't like it, but it was even even by the standards of the MonsterVerse uh, and the previous movies, uh, this was just so incredibly dumb. And even more so than the last couple of films, the human characters were just so completely unengaging. If this movie had just been the scenes of Godzilla and King Kong uh, having it out, uh, destroying skyscrapers in Hong Kong, killing millions of people in the process, that would have been fine. But as it is, we had to contend with, you know, the return of Millie Bobby Brown's character from the second movie and Carl Chandler still playing the thankless role of, of you know, uh, ineffectual bureaucrat. I mean, we, we the, the the attempt to, to try and sort of make us care about the human characters is completely woeful and... Um, and like, is it just me or did Rebecca Hall take her role way too seriously? She was playing, she was playing this like it was an Oscar-worthy drama.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> in Good circumstances I don't know. Where...
0: What was she supposed <laughs> to do though? Yeah. At,
1: least, at, least, at least Alexander Skarsgård kind of had an idea what sort of movie he was in, and gave a sort of phoned-in performance. No. Rebecca Hall he looked so dopey throughout the whole thing. Dialed yeah. up the seriousness. <laughs> And when she said, when she delivers the line, Kong bows to no one. I love I mean, it. mean, like she went, she, it's, it's, she went full method. She went full method <laughs> in delivering that line. It was. <laughs> and so, uh, you know what? The, the human half of this movie is completely and utterly forgettable, a complete joke of a film. But um, where you had the the monster mashup, it was um, it was phenomenal. Like uh, yeah. the trailer. The, the, the movie obviously wasn't as good as the trailer promised because the trailer promised nothing but endless Godzilla versus Kong fighting. Um, but having said that, when 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 we got into the final act of the film, when uh, Godzilla you know dislocate, well, no Kong dislocated his own shoulder and fixed it, uh, and um, you know the the monsters used uh, you know skyscrapers as 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 as
0: weapons. It was. Uh, it was crazy fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with that, in that, yeah, this is definitely a really stupid film, right? Look, if anyone is of any doubt, my opening monologue was sarcastic. I do not believe this is a serious <laughs> film. I do not believe it is a serious discussion of the term home, right? But, yeah, I found this to be a really fun film. I, I, I said earlier that I felt like it was an amusement park ride, and the expression on my face during... The latter part of this film in particular was that of someone who was on an amusement park in, the, uh, it, like, in an amusement park, right? Because I had this huge smile on my face. And in fact, the cheesiness of everything, like the ridiculous plot that was going on, kind of added to that, right? Because it added to the fun. It was just like, oh, they can't be serious, right? So you, on one hand, you got monsters smashing each other, and the reaction is, wow, that's pretty badass. And then the other reaction is, oh, this plot is still going, and, oh, they just said that? Oh, they can't be serious. And both of those things brought a massive... brought a massive smile to my face. So, I, I can't say I didn't enjoy this film, right? Like, this was a fun film. This is... Yeah, I mean, it's not a film that requires any sort of intellectual effort whatsoever. But, yeah, it was it was like a... It was a really fun film. And I, I, I was reflecting on this, actually. Like... Gerald was saying that like this is the dumbest film of the MonsterVerse franchise to date, and um, I would definitely agree with that. But it kind of also made me think about how, in some ways, this film is like a proper homage to the really schlocky like monster films that this stuff was based on from like the 1950s and 60s, right? Because if you think about it, the original Godzilla was this... The original original Godzilla was this very serious film which was about, you know, the dangers of nuclear proliferation and like the escalation of the arms race and that sort of thing, right? And then the subsequent films kind of became stupider and stupider. And then I think even back in the day it culminated in this sort of monster mashup between King Kong and King Kong and Godzilla, like two characters that didn't didn't really like in the beginning, they didn't really share a universe at all, right? Like King Kong was an American creation, Godzilla was, like, this Japanese creation, and basically an American film studio bought the rights to Godzilla, and they mashed them up, right? It was as stupid as that. And in some ways, I kind of think about, like, what's happened in the last five or six years with this monsterverse, and it's kind of, in some ways, it's kind of similar in that the first Godzilla, Godzilla film, right? The one with Brian Cranston, I think it tried to take itself pretty seriously, right? Like, I... I don't remember that film super well, but I remember, like, a lot of the scenes in this in that film were like, like, you know, they didn't have a lot of Godzilla, there was a lot of the human stuff involved, and, like, it was, like, it took itself pretty seriously, right? And then subsequently, each... And then Kong Skull Island, I thought, in my mind, was, like, the best film out of the MonsterVerse films. Um, it had this good mix of a sort of interesting human story, and, like an interesting monster story as well. Um, I thought the film that followed that, like Godzilla King of the Monsters, was probably the worst of these films because um, it was actually super stupid, but it kind of tried to take itself a little bit seriously. And then this film has kind of like just gone that full, taken that full journey to the end, which is like, yeah, you know what? We're fully aware of how dumb this is, so I'm just going to double down and we're just not even going to pretend, right? So, um, yeah, like... In some ways, I'm like, yeah, that that kind of makes sense. Um, Yeah, I mean, this film was like... It felt like a video game. It felt like... There's a scene where they come out of the Hollow Earth... Like the, so basically they have these ho- hovercrafts, right, to travel into the hollow earth. And there's a scene when they come out of the hollow earth, like Alexander Skarsgård, the little girl, and Rebecca Hall, right? I don't remember what all of these characters are called. I, I don't remember their names. But anyway, they come out of the hollow earth, and there's a scene where they kind of fly by Kong, and then they kind of like, Godzilla is shooting laser breath or something and the ship barely misses the laser breath and kind of just passes, passes along Godzilla's face, like really close to Godzilla's face and sort of flies away, right? And I was like, that actually is an amusement park ride, right? That's like Star Tours or whatever it was, like the Transformers ride at Universal Studios, right? That's exactly the way those, like, those sorts of rides go. So I'm like, yeah, it was cool. And it was like even Hong Kong, right? Hong Kong was lit up like a freaking disco, Right, it was like, and the apex, um, the the bad guys, I guess, in inverted commas, the guys who created Mechagodzilla, like their labs are lit, lit up like, you know, disco lights, right? There's like Tron lights everywhere and that sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, okay, so, you know, we're now in the realm of, like, everything is just an amusement park. It's great, it's fine. Like, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, so I mean. Did you... Like... So... Let me ask you guys a question, right? Did any parts of the plot genuinely... Um... Sort of make you... Kind of... Like, take you out of the film? Was there anything in this film that... Was created a disconnect for you guys at all? Or was it... Did you feel like it was just consistently done all the way through?
2: Uh... The entire part of the adolescents... Who are on the side of Godzilla and meeting up with the podcaster, and that entire thing completely took me out of this film, because it just seemed really like a Kong film to me, with Godzilla cameos, and then this entire storyline, and they were children, which made it seem like a children's movie. Yes. Because the other people weren't children, they were adults, and they were acting quite seriously, and so to have these children come in to save the day made it seem like a kiddie movie, which just seemed really weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I agree with that. I, I think that whole Millie Bobby Brown subplot didn't really... And to be honest, I didn't really... Un- the One of the things that really got me in this film was... Look, I mean, at the end of it, it didn't really get me that badly because I still understand it's an incredibly dumb film, right? And it's just part of that overall dumbness. But every time Millie Bobby Brown comes up... And, and says to people, tries to convince people, Godzilla is our friend, he's our saviour, he's trying to save us. And meanwhile, Godzilla is standing in a city, just laser-breathing the entire city, destroying buildings, killing, like, however many people. And she's there saying, no, 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 she's, he's, he's fine, he's our friend. We don't need to worry about figuring a way, figuring out a way to protect ourselves. Because, yeah.
2: like, I'm awesome. like, What? So they're trying to hack in to find the password. Oh, oh god! god
0: yes. <laughs>
2: Fifteen years ago, you can make a movie about hacking in to find someone's password, and then it all resolved by throwing water <laughs> on the m- motherboard or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, this like huge, yeah. like this, you know, like the this huge sort of claddestine tech company, their computer is just like destroyed because someone puts. Yeah. Anyway, it was dumb. It was really dumb. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll be honest, one of the things that didn't really make sense for me was exactly this thing of, like, how they're trying to make this company that makes Godzilla out right, to be this horrible company. And part of me, at the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? Like, what they're doing kind of makes sense, right? Because if you're humans and you kind of want to protect yourselves, wouldn't you want to have something that can, like, stop Godzilla? I mean, look, maybe you wouldn't create... A robot Godzilla? I mean, that's not the first thought that comes into my mind, but I guess, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: I think it makes sense for humans to not want to be at the mercy of a a member of another species that could annihilate them. Yeah. You can't even communicate with that.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Because at least with Kong, you kind of like, okay, Kong can be reasoned with, right? Because he's not... Kong isn't a mindless monster, right? He's kind of like, yeah, I can kind of, like, he has that human element, well, enough of a human element about him to be able to communicate with him, right? Godzilla just, like, pops up out of nowhere, it's just laser-blasting people, right? It's like, yeah, I, I kind of get why this tech organisation is trying to build something to, like, destroy him. Um, I mean, I don't understand why they connected up the whole telepathic skull of, like, what? <laughs> that whole thing towards the end about how how they control Mechagodzilla with the skull of, like, Ghidorah. It's just like,
3: what?
0: And, like, the other thing that... Well, I mean, look, a lot of things didn't make sense, but um, I think, and Gerald, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, I think they were trying to form some sort of connection between um, the pilot of Mechagodzilla and... Like Professor Sarazawa from the last film? Because they keep referring to the pilot. There's this Japanese guy who kind of is the telepathic pilot of Mecha Godzilla, and they refer to him as Sarazawa. I'm like, yeah. that's the guy from the last film, right?
2: Yeah, Gerald is uh, dealing with a screaming baby upstairs. But, yeah. Um, no, we saw that. I saw that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Um,. Is there anything else we kind of want to talk about in relation to this film? Like, I mean, I mean, we could sit here for like half an hour dissecting every component of this plot, but um, I don't really think it's warranted because... It...
2: Did, did you think the the Middle Earth... Not Middle Earth. The, uh, what's it called?
0: Uh,
2: oh, Hollow Hol- Earth. Hollow Earth. Did you think Hollow Earth was cool and would you like to see more of it?
0: I mean, it was basically just... It was Skull Island, right? It was, it was like this weird M.C. Escher-esque Skull Island, right? Because the sky was the land as well, I guess? Because, mm. you know, they had this weird sort of gravitational belt that kind of, kind of ran through it, right? And when you pass through one side of the gravitational belt, you kind of went to the other side of the Hollow Earth. I, I don't know. It, it, was, I it th- was... No, god. Yeah,
3: ahead. I was just going to say, I think if they had done more... Um, to make it um, more exciting, like the journey there, almost like a Jules Verne kind of experience, then I probably would want to see more of it. But um, I think the way that they did it made me less interested.
0: Yeah. For me, it felt like just another skull. I, I guess there's like... You know, because it's the whole Hollow Earth, right? I imagine it's quite a big area. It's not just a tiny island, right? So mm. there could be heaps of other monsters there that they could fight in the future. Um,
3: mm. I mean, it mm. could
0: basically be... No, go, manager. Oh,
2: yeah, I was just...
0: No, it's Maggie. Oh, sorry.
2: Oh, no, guys. I was just going to ask, what, what did you think, Anna <laughs> I think that's when I got excited because there were different monsters and it was Kong. You know, I'm just really into Kong. I've realised that I'm just super into Kong. So watching Kong go at all these other monsters, was really fun, um, and it was kind of Jurassic Park-esque almost, so I just kind mm-hmm. of really like that, but yeah, maybe it was just more Skull
0: Island, and I missed that. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the difference between Jurassic Park and King Kong is that the Tyrannosaurus doesn't like do Mortal Kombat finishing moves on other monsters, because <laughs> Kong like does this, he's done it multiple times, where his finishing move is that he rips the other monster's head off, and it's like spine is still attached. <laughs> like, he does that to one of the monsters in Skull Island and then eats the brain or, the, like, the liquid out of the head. And I love that
2: move. It's so <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> And then he tries to do it to Mechazilla and it's like...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's badass, right? He rips Mechagodzilla's head off.
2: <laughs> it is.
0: Yeah. Look, yeah, I, I think it's actually, like, I was refl- I was saying to Mags, I actually really appreciate how each of the monsters have kind of their distinctive finishing move, This like their personality, like, Godzilla has this thing where he, he had his, tr- he tries it, it, like, he uses it in previous films, and, like, he uses it, he tries to use it in this film as well, where he tries to, like, rip open the jaw of the other monster, and just basically breathe fire down their neck, <laughs> right? That's his move. And Kong's move is to, like, smash the other guy into the ground and then rip their head off and, like, sort of hold their head off like a trophy sort of thing, right? You know, it's these, like, little bits of continuity throughout these films that I really appreciate, right? <laughs> it's where you know they're paying real attention to the details of matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, like, I, I think... um. Yeah, Hollow Earth... Look, uh, the thing that really kind of took me out of Hollow Earth was like when Godzilla basically drills a hole into the center of the Earth with laser breath, I think, is what happens. And mm. it's kind of been established yeah. to get to Hollow Earth. You're supposed to pass through some sort of like time warp or like there's some sort of field that you have to pass through. Because when they go in there go into Hollow Earth, it ap- appears that it's like this like difficult, dr- you need this special car and you have to pass through this field and only Kong can pass through this field. But then, after Godzilla <laughs> drills a hole into Hollow Earth, King Kong basically just runs back up to Earth. He doesn't even... Like, yeah. He, he just climbs back up. It's like, what the hell? Then what was this whole point of trying to get to Hollow Earth in the first place?
2: Yeah, shortcut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah anyway Uh, um uh jerry are you is jerry there or
2: no he's he's she's just screaming non-stop so he's taken her away and she's still screaming
0: okay (laughs) Um, gerald gerald is fighting monsters of his his own today so (laughs) (laughs) um okay um is there anything else we kind of want to talk about in relation to this film
2: are you looking forward to a sequel? Mags? I am thinking.
3: Look, I will not actively seek one. And as you know, I will not actively seek to watch <laughs> it, 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 it. However, if I was asked to, I would. And look, <laughs> actually, I mean, generally, it, uh, I did enjoy it, actually. Oh, so. Good. <laughs>
0: Are you looking forward to a sequel, Angel?
2: I don't know I'd say look, looking forward to, it, but like I said, I just love gorilla and ape movies. So whenever they have one of those out there, I'll be watching. It.
3: <laughs> so,
0: so just let me get this straight. So, if they've got a sequel, you're not really interested in a Godzilla sequel, right? You don't no, like the not lizard. At
2: all. I don't like lizard at all. It's, like, so annoying. It's this giant lizard with tiny little arms that somehow become expandable enough to actually, like, right hook Godzilla I'm Not sure how. And this stupid laser that comes out of its mouth. I don't like it at all. No. No. Actually,
0: as you were saying that, it just occurred to me that, like, one of the design choices that I thought was really interesting for... I thought was actually really... Super dumb, but I really enjoyed, right? They made this design choice for Mechagodzilla to make his arms super long so that he could actually (laughs) punch evil. So he's got, like, Mechagodzilla has these, like, energy fist things, right? And he is punching guys, right? Like, he is smacking guys in the face with those energy fists.
2: I mean, if you were making a Mega Titan, you really wouldn't model him on Godzilla's body shape,
0: would you? No, no, because Godzilla is, like, kind of fat and, like... Look, to be fair, the original Godzilla had even shorter arms. I, th- I think they've gradually made his arms longer, so he can actually punch... Well, like, slap, I guess, like other monsters, right? <laughs> slap. Oh, yeah. But, like, Mega Godzilla, not only is he punching guys in the face, he at one point knees Godzilla, right? Like, he's straight up knees here, right? Like,
3: I was like, wow,
0: this guy knows kickboxing. <laughs> <laughs> when did King Ghidorah learn kickboxing? <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, that was kind of stupid, but, like, I liked it. <laughs> like a lot of this film. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think like I, I think I'm in the camp in your camp as well, right? Like I'm at the stage with these films where it's kind of like, you know, if they make one, then. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it. I mean, I hope that they realise that people are watching it mainly for monsters beating each other yeah. up. I, I think they know that, right? Like, I, I think the way they've made this film, like, it's pretty clear that they're aware of that. Um, Yeah. Um, So, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm not barracking for it, but, you know, if it occurred, I'd be okay with it, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um... Is there anything else we, we want to talk about? Does Gerald have anything to add or is he still Let in, me ask him. Gerald, in the hollow earth? No,
2: uh, no, Gerald's upset that he had to actually look after Kiki instead of me carrying her around.
0: Oh, okay. Well, Gerald's fighting in the Hollow Earth right now. One day he'll come back from the Hollow Earth. (laughs) Maybe next episode, Gerald will emerge from the Hollow Earth. He can climb out like Kong did in the movie. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you very much, Anna, and Mags, for joining me tonight. And, um, Jerry, for his brief but valuable contribution, um... And we feel for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thank you everybody for joining us tonight. And um, yeah, we'll be back with another film hopefully soon. Um, we'll have to figure out what that is. But yeah, say good night, everyone.
2: Good night. Thank you.
0: Bye.